Hey, coming up today on this FBTV podcast, our conversation continues on how to find customers and prospect for customers. One million dimes stolen out of a truck parked at a Walmart. CVSA 72-hour road check coming up in just a couple of weeks. More truck recalls and the fuel and spot rate update for the week of April 17th. That's all coming up on this Freight Broker TV podcast. Hey, how you doing on this Tuesday? My name is Mike. I'm your host. This is the FBTV podcast. We get together. We get together once a week, generally. <laughs> if you've been catching the morning coffees, I know you've been catching them on YouTube, but it's also a podcast. You can find it on your favorite podcasting app. Just put in uh, morning coffee with Taltoa, and you'll be able to locate it. Yesterday, I think it was yesterday, maybe, maybe no, it's today, isn't it? Today it dropped. We were uh, in the morning coffee. With Tautoa, we were talking about prospecting, how to find customers. Seems to be the big thing. People have trouble with that, and it's not that difficult, really. We're going to get into that today. All right, it's April 18th. Hey, by the way, if you got questions, you got comments, whatever you want to send me an email, feel free to do so. You can do that by uh, sending me an email at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. We have plenty of forums on our website. Uh, today is income tax payday. <laughs> yeah, today is the day. Yeah, I paid, uh, wrote a check last week and paid the state yesterday. And the city or the county got a bill from them. And geez, man, my taxes went up like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to call them later. But anyway, neither here nor there. Okay, what else is today? It's amateur radio day, ham radio, obviously. Animal Crackers Day. Who doesn't like a good animal cracker? I can still remember kindergarten getting those animal crackers and the half pint of milk. Man, that was tasty. Good back then. Today, though, I've had animal crackers, my granddaughter and such, and they just don't taste the same. Something's missing. Nothing's like it was back in our day, was it? And what else is it? Oh, transfer money to your daughter's account day. I have no idea how that became an official day, but it is. Uh, today's impossible question. The average American household now has three of these. What is it? What is it? All right. What are we going to be talking about? Oh, before we get going, I am the lead consultant with Taltoa, by the way. Yeah, I'm the host of the FBTV podcast, Morning Coffee with Taltoa, and A Few Minutes with Taltoa as well. You'll find the uh, it's a few, a few Minutes with Taltoa on the YouTube channel for Taltoa. You can find that at uh, youtube.com forward slash Taltoa. The Freight Broker TV videos, uh, f- find that same thing, YouTube forward slash, well, youtube.com forward slash Freight Broker TV. And the podcast, you'll find that on your favorite podcasting app, whatever it may be. All right, we told you that uh, coming up, CVSA 72-hour road check that's uh, just a couple of weeks away. Matter of fact, May 16th through 18th. The TA Truck Stops offering a mid-trip inspections for free ahead of this uh, road check. You may want to take advantage of that if you're near a TA or going by one prior to to the uh, CVSA road check coming up next month. It's going to be going on now through May 15th, so take advantage of it. Matter of fact, I'm sure a lot of you will. The closer you get to May 15th and the 72-hour road check starting the 16th, I'm sure TA is going to be backed up. 
Anyway, Travel Centers of America is helping truckers prepare for the next month's CVSA International Road Check by offering free CMV inspection services at participating locations. And I'm thinking it'd be kind of hard-pressed not to find a TA that had a garage that wouldn't be offering these uh, services. Now through May 15th, the the, uh, TA truck service locations located in uh, TA truck stops and petrol stopping centers are going to be offering free mid-trip inspections. This really benefits them. Whoever thought of this is brilliant because if they find something wrong with it, more times than not, you're going to get it fixed there. You see what I'm saying? But anyway, TA says that mid-trip inspections include checks on the following parts, tires to ensure proper pressure, tread depth, spot any damage or wear early. Brakes test the entire system for performance, functionality, safety, and compliance. Fluids, they're going to be looking out for the oil, coolant, other fluid leaks, and or signs of contamination. Electrical system verified that the battery alternator wiring connectors, lights, and signals are all functioning properly. The suspension is going to be looking for any damage or malfunction in the shocks and other suspension components. And they're going to be checking the cargo to make sure uh, your vehicle's cargo is secured properly to avoid any safety hazards on the road. But uh, it's pretty pretty good of them. I like that. That's a brilliant marketing idea. They're probably going to make a lot of money off that coming up uh, between now and then, I would think. Anyway, now, what else is going on in the, uh, this this is going to make you think, I'm not going to accuse anybody, but you'll probably come up with the same conclusion I did, because this does not make a lot of sense. Police in Philadelphia say that someone broke into a semi loaded with U.S. currency, after the vehicle was, was left overnight at a Walmart in their parking lot, obviously. Around 6 a.m. a week ago, uh, last uh, Thursday the 13th, this past Thursday, police responded to a Walmart location, 4301 Byberry Road, northeast part of Philly, to find that someone had broken into an unmarked trailer and left dimes scattered all over the lot. According to uh, Channel 6 ABC, the truck driver picked up a load of $750,000 worth of dimes. $750,000. Dimes. Picked them up at the Franklin Mint. The load was to be delivered to a location in Florida. The uh, outlet reported that the truck driver was out of hours, so he parked the semi in the Walmart lot, and he went home when he got back to the lot the next morning he reportedly found the trailer doors open and thousands of dimes scattered on the ground nearby that kind of makes you wonder and i'm sure the philadelphia police are looking at the driver you know do you think he bragged about it and somebody bragged to about it broke in police believe that approximately one million dimes worth $100,000 worth stolen. The incident is under investigation. I'm sure it is. When I read that, I thought, Jiminy Crickets, come on. (laughs) You know, I I hope the driver's not involved. And to be honest with you, I hope the driver didn't open his mouth bragging about, yeah, I'm 
hauling seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of dimes on my truck. Not a good idea. You know, you would think I'd never hauled money before when I was driving. But I have heard, and apparently not the case in this situation, I had heard that they had escorts, but I hope they had insurance. All right, recalls, Freightliner, Navistar. Let's start with Freightliner. Freightliner trucks recalled due to a windshield wiper defect. Dommler Trucks North America recalling more than 54,000 Freightliner trucks due to an issue with the windshield wipers. According to the uh, NHTSA, certain 21-22 Freightliner 108SD, 21-22-114SD, 2020-22M2 trucks are affected by this recall. The windshield wiper linkages may break, causing the windshield wipers to fail. Always happens when you need them the most. Inoperative windshield wipers can reduce visibility in certain driving conditions, increasing the risk of a crash. On the affected Freightliner trucks, the spline teeth and the windshield wiper arm may wear. If the driver has operated the windshield wipers as part of the recommended pre-trip inspection, the defect would likely, likely be detectable during that inspection. Are, are they saying that drivers don't do pre-trips? <laughs> Only 1% of the recall population of 54,375 is estimated to have the defect, according to NHTSA documents, as of March 31st, two and a half weeks ago. Daimler Trucks North America reported it was aware of one field report and 48 warranty claims related to the inoperative windshield wiper arms. They received going back to uh, February 13th through April 4th. As of yesterday, April 17th, there was no remedy available for the defect. Notification letters to owners of affected Freightliner trucks we mailed on uh, May 23rd. Here we go. They know about it, but it's not going to be mailed to May 20th. I, I still don't get that. I, I'm sure there's a real reason for it, but it don't make any sense to me. Details of the reimbursement plan will be included in the owner's notification letter. Reimbursement. This Freightliner recall is an extension of a previous recall issued a year ago this month. A year ago, Daimler Trucks North America recalled more than 500 Western Stars 49X trucks that had windshield wiper linkages that could break. If you've got questions, which I would have a few, contact Daimler Trucks North America Customer Service, 800-547-0712, recall number FL969. The NHTSA's number for this recall, 23 v 237. And moving on to the Navistar recall, what do we got over here? Navistar is recalling international trucks due to an issue with the engine control module, the ECM. I had one of those go out on me on a truck once. It was ugly. ECM went out. I, I, I don't think I could get over 20 miles an hour. Felt like you made it to a dealership. Got it replaced. Wasn't my truck. Luckily, company truck. But anyway, according to the uh, NHTSA, Navistar is recalling certain 21 to 24 international LT and RH trucks. It appears the engine control module 
on affected trucks may be unresponsive to throttle pedal application, which can cause a vehicle to unexpectedly slow to idle speed on the road. That's that's a that's a bummer. <clears throat> now, a vehicle that unexpectedly slows to idle speed on the roadway can increase the risk of a crash. Well, I agree, especially for the people behind him. The engine control module disregards throttle pedal input and reduces engine torque when the anti-lock brake system control unit senses a wheel speed sensor fault and may cause the vehicle to unexpectedly come to a stop. The vehicles in the suspect population were built with international A26B engines and with certain anti-lock brake system feature codes. All other similar vehicles not subject to this recall were not built with those feature codes. Navistar dealers will update the engine control module software for free. Letters to owners. <laughs> yeah, next month. Letters to owners of trucks affected by the recall should be mailed out on May 26th. Got questions, Navistar, call them 800-448-7825, recall number 23509, and HTSA number 23V220, and now you know. All right, let's talk about, uh, let us talk about prospecting, finding customers, getting loads. This morning, if you check out the, uh, Morning Coffee with Daltoa, we talked about that. Kind of went into more detail. We've had videos on that uh, on the FBTV YouTube channel as well. I mean, that's one of our most popular videos, matter of fact. Now, if you're a broker, even a trucking company, you've got to have customers. No customers, uh, especially as a broker, no customers, no loads. No loads, you're not going to be able to make any money because that's how you make your money. You get loads from your customers and you broker them to trucks. A lot of people think that getting a customer is tough, and it's not. You just got to be willing to make the phone calls. You make the calls, you're going to get customers. It's kind of like if you build it, they will come. Remember that movie? Field of Dreams? That was pretty cool, getting off topic there, then playing the Major League Baseball game on that field. What was it, last summer or summer before last? I thought it was pretty neat. So how do we find customers? It's simple. First of all, check in your own backyard. All right? What I mean by checking in your own backyard, you've got companies near and around you ship freight get a piece of paper a legal pad start writing these companies down name of the company their phone number and make sure you write down the city and the state there's a reason for that okay i, I know if it's right there around you you're you're already going to know the time zone but that's why you want it more than anything is to know the time zone because as you start expanding working out of your local area which you will you got to you should Understand, as a broker, the whole country is your territory. The whole country. Generally, you're just working 48 states. But yeah, Alaska and Hawaii too, but I mean, that's up to you. 
I know when I was driving, I always wanted a load going from like Miami to Alaska. I didn't care where. I thought that, you know, that's, that's like would be the longest trip you could take in the United States, I believe, but never got it. Would have been a fun trip though. But anyway, 48 states in Canada or 48 states rather. That's what you're looking for. Not Canada. Now, how do you find these companies? Well, you start locally, and then you can go to your favorite search engine. Just type in a search term, manufacturing directory, shipper directory, uh, you know, whatever. It's, you're going to pull up hundreds, if not thousands, if not, you'll see when you do it, millions of results. Not every one of those are going to be a sh- good shipper directory, obviously. You're not going to want to use every one of them because some of them aren't going to be worth a flip. You know how search engines are. You put in a search term and you get back, you know, uh, Joe Bob's whatever. Yeah, he's got one word that matches your search and it popped up in your results. Yeah, you know, you're going to have that. Some of these uh, directories you're going to come across, they're going to be really good. But keep in mind, too, that there is not one directory out there. There's not one directory out there that has every company in its database just does not exist. So that's why I always recommend my clients use the freebies, save your money. Don't buy a directory because you're going to be able to find the same information on the free directories. See what I mean? Now you want to, what I always recommend is on uh, your, your browser, set up a folder, favorites folder, name it, industry directories, manufacturer, shipper directory, whatever you want to call it, you know, just so you can identify it. Find these different web websites. Okay, here's one, thomasnet.com, T-H-O-M, net.com, thomasnet.com. Great directory, been around forever. I've been able to get hundreds, if not thousands, of customers out of it over the course of the years, and it's, it's, it's a good directory. But there are, <laughs> you'll see once you, do the search, there's thousands, millions of them out there. The ones you like, the ones that work well for you, use them. Add them to your favorites. The ones that don't, don't. Don't use them. Don't save them. The thing is, you've got to build that customer base. Now, at Taltoa, when I check this out, T-A-L-T-O-A.com, we have... Training and consulting packages. They're consulting packages, really, that include in-depth essential training for working as a freight broker or freight broker agent. This training, we're going to cover everything for you. How to prospect, how to find customers, how to make sales calls, how to respond, what to say, how to calculate rates, how to find trucks, negotiation. Everything from getting the uh, load all the way through, delivery of the load, including legal and paperwork. But we're going to show you how to do all that. And after you finish your essential training, part of your package includes entering our mentorship program. What is that exactly? That's where you're going to be able to begin your broker operation as an agent through us under our licensed brokerage. So that's going to give you the opportunity to get out there, start pounding the pavement, start starting your broker operation legally. You're not going to have to go out here and find a contract with a company that's probably going to want you to have experience at a book of business. This gives you the opportunity 
to gain the experience as well as build your customer base. That's what the mentorship program is for. Build that customer base because without customers, you're not going to have loads. Without loads, you're, you're, you're just treading water. See what I mean? Now, if you're a trucking company and you've been using a broker for all of your loads, I don't have to tell you. I don't have to tell you. It's costing you money. Because if you're using a broker for every load, that broker's taking a fee off the top, obviously. That's how a broker makes money. We call it the profit on the load, the load net, the difference between what the customer paid the broker and what the broker paid the truck. If you're a trucking company, that could be going into your bank account if you had your own customer. Now, a broker, we talked about this the other day, the most misused tool in transportation. A broker is really designed to be a backhaul for backhauls for a trucking company because a trucking company needs to have their own customers. We have a lot of trucking companies come through us to tout to them. It allows them to learn how to get their own customers, and not only that, it allows them to begin building an additional stream of revenue because now they can broker as well. Now, how does that work? Say you're a trucking company. Maybe you're based in Atlanta, Georgia. You've been using a broker for all your loads. You've been using brokers to get out of Atlanta, Georgia. Well, by knowing how to get your own freight, you're going to be able to set up your own customers through your brokerage, but you will also be able to, because you're going to be an asset-based brokerage because you have your own trucks, you're going to be able to set up your trucking company with that bro or that uh, customer as well. So that customer begins making their loads available to you. The loads you want for your own trucking company that pay good, yeah, you take them and put them on the truck. The loads you don't want, you can broker out to another trucking company, so you're making money off those loads, too. You see what I mean? That's, that, that's why a lot of these major trucking companies, that's why they all have brokerages as well. Schneider, JB, England, they're able to broker their excess freight. So think about that. Check us out, Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We have packages on there for not only freight brokers and freight broker agents, but we have our our, our packages will also help you as a, a trucking company too. Those freight broker packages, so keep that in mind. The freight brokers, now if you're a freight broker, you're, you've already applied for your own authority or you got it coming. Yeah, we got packages for you too. Our 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 standard and our basic. That's really designed for freight broker agents, people just starting out as freight broker, freight broker agent. But if you're thinking about getting your own authority, starting your own freight brokerage within the next three, six months, yeah, we have freight broker packages. Now, the main difference between our freight broker packages and our uh, basic and standard packages that we recommend to agents is length of consulting time. Our standard consulting for a freight brokerage is 12 months. So our freight broker packages, they all include that 12-month consulting. Okay, check it out. All right, what are we doing here? Talked about that. Okay, today's impossible question. We're not quite there yet. I'll remind you, the average American household 
has three of these. What is it? <laughs> if it's your birthday today, happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. Barbara Hell, Della Street from Perry Mason. Are you old enough to remember her? Skip Stevenson. Let's talk about Skip for a minute. Name sound familiar? He was on the TV show Real People. When was that? Back in the 70s? Early 80s? He was born on this day. Back in uh, 1940. He passed away in 92. Just a young man. He died of a heart attack. Now, this, this is uh, coincidental. In 1979, on this date, on Skip's birthday, the TV show he helped host debuted on NBC. Remember that show, Real People? Uh, they, they, they had several people you know, showing Real People. Kind of like the YouTube of its day, I think. But uh, Skip and Sarah, and I can't remember them all. It was a pretty good show. It, it, had a, it had a pretty good following back in the day. James Wood, actor. Ghost of Mississippi has been in a million things. Kind of got blackballed in Hollywood, I believe, for his political <laughs> political stance. Born on this day back in 1947. Rick Moranis, can you believe it? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Ghostbusters, The Gatekeeper. <laughs> he was looking for The Gatekeeper. Believe it or not, he's 70 today. That boggles my mind. Jane Leaves. I want to say Levy, but I, I'm going to say Leaves. I'm probably wrong. Daphne. On Frasier. Matter of fact, they, they're rebooting Frasier. She's going to be back. Lilith is going to be back. Frasier is going to be back, Kelsey. Niles, I hope, is back. I'm sure he will be. Anyway, she's having a birthday today. She's born on this date back in 1961. Conan O'Brien, the redhead. He's born on this date back in 1963. So happy birthday to them, and happy birthday to all of y'all, too, if you're, today's your birthday. All right, FBTV fuel and spot rate updates for the week of April 17th, 2023. Fuel prices, uh, diesel is up two cents from last week, up to 4.12 a gallon. Be looking for prices to start going down on diesel. It's been going down, but I, I, I'm kind of expecting it to drop here coming up pretty quickly. But it's up this week, up to 4.12 per gallon, which is way too high anyway. Gasoline, it's up six cents from last week, up to 3.66, and we can blame that on uh, OPEC, pretty much. They cut production, and we, well, we know what we're doing. Well, Washington, anyway. Spot rates from last week, van rates down 1.6%, flatbeds up 0.4%, refrigerated down 2.2%. Spot rates from last month, van rates are down $0.07 cents per mile, down to 210 Flatbed rates are down $0.03 cents a mile, down to 269 And refrigerated down $0.07 cents per mile as well, down to 244 Average fuel surcharge unchanged from last week. Flatbed, 57 cents per mile. Drive-in, 48. Refrigerated, 52. The average for all the equipment combined, 52 cents per mile. All right. What else do we have to do here? Ah, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, today in history. What happened today in history? We've talked about the uh, TV magazine Real People that debuted on the state back in 79 that thought it was kind of wild skip. The host, his birthday, anyway. 
This date back in 1775, any idea what happened? Paul Revere, that give you a clue. The British are coming. The Redcoats are coming. This date back in 1902, Denmark is the first country to adopt fingerprinting as a way to identify criminals. 1921, J.A., Junior Achievement. I was in Junior Achievement when I was in high school. No, I wasn't a nerd, but it was pretty cool. We made hot plates. Well, plates you can put your hot, you know, pan or pot on anyway. They sold pretty good. Anyway, Denmark is the first country to adopt fingerprinting as a way to, I did that. Junior Achievement created to encourage business Skills and Young People is incorporated. They're still around today. I encourage it 100%. If have an opportunity, you've got a, a child somewhere that has an opportunity to get in JA, Junior Achievement, it, it, it really gives them the, a, a great experience in operating and running a business. You know, get it from the inside. It's small scale, but it's, you know, same, same thought. Usually there are business leaders in the area that's overseeing what the kids are doing, kind of pointing them in the right direction. 1934, first coin-operated laundry called a washeteria, <laughs> not to be confused with a cafeteria. A washeteria opened in Fort Worth, Texas back in 1923. The first game in Yankee Stadium is played. Yankees defeated the Red Sox 4-1, 1999. What, 24 years ago today, the great Wayne Gretzky played his last hockey game, National Hockey League game. And let's uh, let's talk about stupid here for a minute. From the stupid files, and we'll wrap this up here in just a second. From the stupid files. A National Guard member arrested after he applied to work as a hitman on a website. I mean, how smart do you have to be? I mean... You don't do that. <laughs> Tennessee National Guard member is facing federal court charges after he reportedly sent his resume sent his resume to a website called Rent a Hitman. According to a criminal complaint filed in the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Tennessee, I'm not going to say his name, but he's 21 years old of Hermitage, Tennessee. He's believed to have submitted an inquiry to the website on February 16th where he indicated that he was interested in working as a hired killer. <laughs> the website rentahitman.com was originally created in 2005 to advertise a cybersecurity startup company. It wasn't real, just an advertisement. But the company never took off. And over the next de decade, they reportedly received many inquiries about murder-for-hire services. <laughs> The website's administrator then converted the website to a parody site that contains false testimony, or testimonials rather, from those who have claimed to have used a hitman from their site, obtained from their site. Just satire, not real. An intake form where people can request services and an option to apply to be hired as a killer is provided on the website. Uh, the website owner requested a resume, headshot, and an image of uh, Garcia's identification, which, according to the complaint, he did provide, and obviously that information was turned over to the authorities. How stupid do you have to be to know you don't? It is what it is, right? 
All right, here's a weird headline. Man finds hidden door in basement. Uh, this man's life, it says, uh, has been turned upside down and into a plot of a horror story. Ooh. He discovered a mysterious door in this basement. He explained how recent, how he just moved into this uh, new house. He was exploring the property. He came across a hidden basement room. But access to the room was blocked by a metal cabinet separating him from the door. He said that the previous owners blocked the hidden basement room off with a shelf. Which does not lead outside. The door doesn't. After sharing a picture of the door on his Facebook, social media, Twitter, whatever. He was he was just, you know, racked with requests to venture in, solve the mystery. But uh, he said, no way, man. He's watched these horror movies before. He knows not to open a door that's not been opened before. <laughs> so it remains untouched for now. He did say someday he might get the nerve up to open it up. And anything else here? I think we're about done for the day, aren't we? I believe so. Uh, before we get out of here this morning... Today's impossible question. Let's answer that. The average American household now has three of these. What is it? Any idea? Streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, HBO, whatever it might be. Three of them on average. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this FBTV podcast. We will be back next week. Don't forget Morning Coffee with Tautoa. And be checking out the uh, Tautoa YouTube channel as we are producing a few minutes with Tautoa. That should be coming up once a week, a couple of times a week. A little short snippet, but good information. All right, go have a great Tuesday, unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll talk soon.